0: and wrap herself in one of the scratchy wool ship blankets, face shaded from the omnipresent sun. There had been a scandal on the ship. A woman, going to meet her fiancé in Hong Kong, had spent one too many moonlit nights on the deck with another gentleman and had disembarked in the Philippines with her new man, leaving only a letter for her intended. Liesl, the girlfriend to whom the woman had entrusted the letter, grew visibly more nervous as the date of arrival drew near. Men joked that she could take Sarah's place, but she wasn't having any of that. Liesl was a serious young woman who was joining her sister and brother-in-law in Hong Kong, where she intended to educate unfortunate Chinese girls in art. When she held forth on it, it was always with capital letters in Claire's mind. Before disembarking, Claire separated out all of her thin cotton dresses and skirts. She could tell that was all she would be wearing for a while. They had arrived to a big party on the dock, with paper streamers and loud shouting vendors selling fresh fruit juice, and soy milk drinks and garish flower arrangements to the people waiting. Groups of revelers had already broken out the champagne, and were toasting the arrival of their friends and family. "'We pop them as soon as we see the boat on the horizon,' a man explained to his girl as he escorted her off the boat. "'It's a big party. We've been here for hours.' Clare watched Liesel go down the gangplank, looking very nervous, and then she disappeared into the throng. Clare and Martin went down next, treading on the soft, humid wood, luggage behind them carried by two scantily clad young Chinese boys who had materialized out of nowhere. Martin had an old-school friend, John, who worked at Dodwell's, one of the trading firms, who had promised to greet the ship. He came with two friends and offered the new arrivals freshly squeezed guava drinks. Claire pretended to sip at hers, as her mother had warned her about the cholera that was rampant in these parts. The men were bachelors and very pleasant. John, Nigel, Leslie. They explained that they all lived together in a mess. There were many known by their companies. Dodwell's mess, Jardine's mess, etc and they assured Claire and Martin that Dardwell's threw the best parties around. They accompanied them to the government-approved hotel in Simxia Sui, where a Chinese man with a long queue, dirty white tunic, and shockingly long fingernails showed them to their room. They made an arrangement to meet for Tiffin the next day, and the men departed, leaving Martin and Claire sitting on the bed, exhausted, and staring at one another. They didn't know each other that well they had been married barely four months. She had accepted Martin's proposal to escape the dark interior of her house, her bitter mother railing against everything, getting worse it seemed with her advancing age, and an uninspiring job as a filing girl at an insurance company. Martin was older, in his forties, and had never had luck with women. The first time he kissed her, she had to stifle the urge to wipe her mouth. He was like a cow, slow and steady, and kind, she knew this, she was grateful for it. She had not had many chances with men. Her parents stayed home all the time, and so she had as well. When she had started seeing Martin, he was the older brother of one of the girls at work, she had eaten dinner at restaurants, drunk a cocktail at a hotel bar, and seen other young women and men talking, laughing with an assurance she could not fathom. They had opinions about politics. They had read books she had never heard of and seen foreign films and talked about them with such confidence. She was enthralled and not a little intimidated. And then Martin had come to her, serious. His job was taking him to the Orient, and would she come with him? She was not so attracted to him. But who was she to be picky, she thought, hearing the voice of her mother? She let him kiss her. And nodded yes. Claire had started to draw a bath in their hotel room when another knock on the door revealed a small Chinese woman, an Ama, she was called, who started to unpack their suitcases until Martin shooed her off. And that was how they arrived in Hong Kong, which was like nothing Claire had imagined. Apart from the usual colonial haunts, all hush and genteel potted palms and polished wood in whitewashed buildings. It was loud and crowded and dirty and bustling. The buildings were right next to one another.